Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter. Oh, excuse me. It's X now at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me is the man in the glass, Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad. Travis Milton is out on assignment today. What up, Josh? Are you so geeked after watching the first episode of Hard Knocks? I love gold. The look of it, the smell of it, the taste of it, the texture. I love it so much that I lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Smelting accident. <laughs> uh, it was uh, so good. Like there were so many moments. Like there's Josh, there's so many moments to to run through, but like let's like and I want to get into the nitty-gritty with you and uh and we we'll get Travis on later and I need to detail my escapades at in his restaurant hickory from a couple weeks oh, ago yes like i mean one of the nicest inns i've ever stayed in my entire life but anyway we'll get to that another day first we so gotta talk not, about hard knocks not the um, wall not the wallingford inn exit 64 uh no, on, the Mer- on the on the no, yeah yeah i'm more a toll not a berlin uh, berlin turnpike 15 minute in and out <laughs> No, sir. No, sir. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we'll talk about that another day. We got to talk about the Jets. Let's, as we just, I was stunned. And I think I said to you before we started taping here, I don't know what it is different about this hard knocks versus the last hard knocks. And I was very excited for the last hard knocks. And there was a novelty factor to it. um, But just something about the personalities. And maybe it's the fact that you know, the best player on the team, Darrell Rivas, is not holding out this time around. Um, there's there's not that situation. So maybe it just makes it more fun than kind of ominous. But like when you think about let's start, we'll start with tones, themes, and then we'll get into some of the specifics and kind of the beats of the episode. But what did you think kind of tonally about this mm-hmm. episode? And we've only seen one and there's a whole season here. But what did you think about this one versus the last time around? Oh, totally. I mean, even if, if you watch Hard Knocks on a regular basis, um, which I do, um, you know, they, they, 
they like to use that first episode to kind of do that 30,000 foot view of the franchise, the team. And so I do think they did a good job on this one, except the tone didn't feel heavy. Um, it didn't mm-hmm. feel serious. It felt very light. Um, and I'm, I was, I had said to you just before we started that um, I, I'm wondering if the difficulty hard knots HBO had this off season to get a mm-hmm. franchise to commit to being filmed had something to do with that, that in the negotiation with even the jets, Hey, we want to come in. Um, the NFL, Roger Goodell, trying to convince teams to do this, um, you know, coming out, it coming out before, um, before the, obviously before the season started, the hard knock season mm-hmm. started that they weren't going to show players getting cut anymore. And like some of the, some of the nuts and bolts changes that hard knocks was going to make. Um, it just felt like an advertisement for other franchises to want to do future seasons of hard knocks. It felt like it, mm-hmm. they, they were telling the rest of the league. Hey, like, let us come in if you're the Bucks or you're the Raiders or you're the Seahawks. Like, have us come follow your team through preseason because we're not going to give up, um, you know, a lot of information. We're not going to make you look bad. I remember there was the one year with the Texans. It felt like every mm-hmm. episode they were just trying to make Bill O'Brien look like he did not know what he was doing. And I'm sure that that was fed back to HBO. And it, it gives a lot of franchises pause at being covered the way that. Hard Knocks is going to want to cover your franchise. And so the tone to me felt very light, very fun. Um, We get a ton of cameos. I think we're going to do a little cameo draft after this. But Mm -hmm. um, it felt very like, you know, it's the 80s Showtime Lakers. Look who's showing up. Everybody's having fun. There's the cheerleaders. There's Magic. There's James Worthy. And roll credits. Like, it just felt very fun and light, um, which is a, a distinct difference tonally in, in the way that they've covered uh, previous teams in previous seasons. I think you're dead on, and I appreciate your 30,000-foot view. Of course, that 30,000-foot view Ooh. is where the eagles, uh, where where the, the eagles climb to. where the crows right? go to die. <laughs> For lack, lack of oxygen. Bad day to be a crow. Yeah, bad day to be a crow. Uh, so I, that was a great 30,000-foot view. No crows were uh, were picking at your back while, while you were up there. And I, I think I'm basically aligned with that i don't know what else there is to say we'll get into it but yeah it's a little meta like with the arrival of leah schreiber which was cool and fun and you know kind of poking at themselves but yeah like i think nfl films you know who runs this show you know in, in you know collaboration with hbo and max now i guess but um the the, the thing about the HBO films is like, those were always these like propaganda films. Um, uh, the, the, those were always the, these kind of propaganda films that came on, you know, to talk about, you know, the, you know, the icy tundra of Lambeau field and, you know, to kind of build up the mystique and the aura. And that's what NFL films has always been about. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, as you, as you point out, this hard knocks thing has always been a little different, right? It's always been, a little bit more gritty, a little bit more behind the scenes. And it is that, and we get that, but right. We're getting it with maybe a little bit of a cultural promise of like, Hey, we're not going to show your worst moments or the player, you know, in the first round of cut downs, or, or, or no, no, no. The guy who makes the team and then basically is subsequently cut, you know, uh, he makes the 53 and then he gets cut. Like they're not going to, and show that guy in his, you know, tearful goodbyes as he's packing up his locker. Like, you know, let's keep some things sacred. And I think I appreciate the fact that they're doing that. It doesn't mean that we don't know that that happens. We know that that happens. It happens. It happens. Every, everybody who follows football knows that happens and knows what a painful process that is. Um, but yeah, 
do we need to see that guy, you know, get into his Honda as he, as he leaves, you know, training camp and hopes he gets a call from another team. Like, so, so yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of a brochure. And so we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes from here. There's certainly lots of stories, but like, let me just give a high level, um, overview of kind of the episode kind of like the themes and kind of the stories that they tell and we can jump in wherever we want but you know you start with the prologue and the nostalgia of the old timey players you know interspersed with michael clemens with the shirt off and his Mm -hmm. uh, barbed wire baseball bat from walking dead walking into the facility and then we get the life lesson the all gas no breaks crows and eagles uh you know, now famous, like that could become like the new, like, let's get a goddamn snack, like, um, of this, of this, uh, <laughs> of this season. Uh, we'll see. And then, you know, moving into Rogers, him kind of that long pan out onto the field and the cheers, and we get to hear about him and him coming here. And then like, it kind of ends with this crescendo of the, uh, the training camp battle with Garrett Wilson screaming at the defense, how that grass tastes, um, as they're doing push-ups, um, and you know, like, and on and on. Then we, you know, we see Garrett Wilson in the Jeep, and you know, he's he's talking about keeping the main thing the main thing, and then over to end the battle with him and Sauce, and Sauce getting his diploma, um, and then we get this kind of quirky Leo Schreiber scene, you know, where he's he's kind of talking and, and with all those guys, and then you know, on to lots of other stuff. Method Man leading into some um, like the like the offense and defense and the running back room and linebacker rooms. Um, and then, you know, we start talking about Zach Wilson with kind of some funny, no look stuff. Um, learn about Hackett, uh, kind of the trials that he's seen, you know, kind of with Sean Payton and then kind of leading into the end, which is the hall of fame game where we kind of see, you know, all that they've done so far through camp culminate in this game where the lights literally go out uh, on the New York jets. Play like a jet, play like a jet. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was a great episode. I love the themes of it. Like, I don't know where you want to start. I know you have notes. I know you have thoughts. Like, we can just start at the beginning. Uh, but, yeah, are there things that you specifically want to call out or just uh, you kind of sequentially walk through things or talk about things kind of thematically of some of those those storylines that I just mentioned? Yeah, I, I, we could go a little thematically. So, obviously, this was very Aaron Rodgers heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And, man, the biggest thing, I, I don't know that I've seen this much content from him ever. And so, yes, my, agreed. My, like, two-thirds of the way through, um, my, my wife was watching with me. She's probably 70% invested and 30% invested on scrolling TikTok, but, um, she, she's <laughs> watching with me and, uh, she's like, that's Aaron Rodgers. And I went, yeah. She goes, I've, I thought he was a jerk. Like I thought people didn't like him. And I was like, you're yeah. Like this is the yes. most I've seen out of him. And I think it's changing some of the narrative around him. Kind of this recluse, like kind of like mm-hmm. mercurial surly. You know, he's, he's, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's, He's way more Zaba uh, than he is Roy Kent <laughs> in this episode. And so um, just content guy. And then I, I was listening to a couple of things even this morning, um, some different shows, podcasts, talking about first episode. Who and, and people saying, like, this is the first time I've seen him, like, happy and laughing and smiling. Mm. And, like, these are media members going, I've never seen this this kind of guy, this this version of, of him. Um, mm-hmm. And so – I thought it was super interesting um, from that perspective of just, he just seems like he's genuinely happy to be here. This is not Brett Favre who really had not a ton of interest in coming to the jets toward the end of his career. Like this feels like a guy who's genuinely happy to be here. 
Um, and just the difference that that brings to your football team and to the franchise, like he's, he's being helpful with Zach Wilson. Like he's not doing the thing that people thought Aaron Rodgers was going to do. Like, Hey, it's not my job to make you better. Um, like it just seemed like he is, he's a guy that has had fuller perspective, call it a three day darkness retreat, call it a peyote trip out to <laughs> Joshua tree, whatever it took. Um, our guy seems like he's just really happy. He's content. He sees the big picture of life. And he's like, listen, just um, appreciate the little things. Cause before you know it, you're old and gray looking <laughs> to appreciate the little things. And so like, I actually, I love that quote in a number of ways, but, yeah. um, he just, yeah, he seems like a guy that's like, I'm here to help sauce. I'm here to help Garrett. I'm here to help Zach. I'm here to help Nat Hackett. I'm here to help Sala. Like, I just want to like, I want to really thrive in this last, maybe big part of my career before I I truly, truly wind it down. Mm. Um, I thought that was the biggest thing that obviously came out of this episode thematically was Aaron Rodgers is happy and he's engaged. Like he is all in, uh, in this season of his career of being like helpful and a sage and happy and joyful and finding those moments to not mm -hmm. lean into frustration. Even the Sean Payton thing with Nat Hackett is like, yeah, he's joking about, it. he's joking about it with Pete Schrager. He's joking about it with Hackett while they're throwing footballs at the, at the pylons, like there's there's a lightness. Like I, I feel like old Aaron Rodgers would have looked like a jerk, and he's mad, and he's going to be so grumpy Sulking about it. And this yeah, is yeah. so so different from the Aaron Rodgers we've seen in the last five to seven years in Green Bay. So I am. He seems engaged, and man, it it I, it was taking a lot for me to to temper expectations at the end of the episode for the season because I felt like if he's happy, like it's going to be a totally different um, a totally different outlook on the season. So. Pumped, pumped, pumped. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of those things that I, I, I'm hearing you say about the, yeah, as, as your wife's comments, and I think that's largely what everybody says. And there was a moment in the episode, I, I don't know if it was Quinnen or someone, I, thought, I think it was a defensive line player who kind of like pulls the boom mic down and it's like everything you heard about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Alive. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, I love this guy. Like, And it's like, it, just for saying that um, and like making such a, like he basically made sure that that was going to go into the episode. You can't do something as like meta and crazy as like ripping on a boom mic to like get your point across to get into an episode. You know, that's like the, the producer, who, or, you know, the assistant producer who's standing right next to the film guys, like mm -hmm. this has got to go in. Like he's marking that moment to be like, this has got to go into the episode like, immediately in that moment. And there's no decision. Uh, and so like, so you see that, right. You, you see this. And, and I think, and there's a lot of things I'm going to get to maybe some of my thoughts on the reasons why and I would definitely want to jump into the other stuff. There's so much here. Um, the, the other thing, the other kind of microcosm moment for me was when he's at the Hall of Fame game, he's standing next to Sauce, and Sauce is telling him mm -hmm. how he wants to play in the league until he's, you know, yeah, for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if he said, if you, it was he unclear did, the way he The said first it. thing he said was, I want to play 40 years. And I was like, like he's looking at Aaron Rodgers, who's like, okay, and then and then I think he's yeah. like, oh, sh like I, I want to be playing when I'm in my 40s, and that's where he's engaged. Okay. Yeah, Re yeah. Regardless, regardless, I think like if I was, I'm just trying to put myself in that situation, and like maybe old Aaron Rodgers, or you know, the one that we're told is, is the Aaron Rodgers that we're supposed to know, or putting even myself into that, I would be like, are you crazy, man? Like the mm -hmm. average lifespan of a player in this league is like 2.3 years or, you know, right, something right, very right, short. Right. Like you're or, yeah, like the chances of you playing in the 220s. Right. right. And like so like, down. so like I would just pour water on that. And like, you, mm -hmm. you can see him in that like big brother moment where he's just like, 
okay, kid, right? Like, like in the first moment, and then right as he understands more or it's communicated more clearly in the second moment, he's like, oh, okay, I get it now, I get it. Uh, and so, but regardless, like he didn't pull some funny face or do some weird thing or just snap at him or whatever. And I think like the one thing why I think there's been a rebirth here, and again, like I was hesitant on whether this was going to be the right move or not. Certainly he's better than what they had. I think we all agreed on that. Um, but I think the big thing is like, this is the first time that he's had agency. I mean, I guess he's gone through contracts and free agency, but like um, this is the first time that he had real agency in what team he was going to get to play for other than like, I'm going to sign a, yeah. continue to sign a deal and be here. And I mean, you have to remember how it all started. And I'm not trying to like, you know, do an origin story here, but like he was drafted late, thought he was going to be drafted mm-hmm. earlier. He sat behind Favre for many years, who basically said he would not tutor Aaron Rodgers. That was not his job, and he was not going to do that. And, like, the transition to Jordan Love has been much more seamless. He's been much more mature than um, than Favre was. I mean, I think he's, you know, he, he stays in touch with Love and wished him well before the start of camp. And, um, you know, like, it's been a more healthy, mature transition than what Favre did. And then like, there's also like, I don't even know if he subconsciously or consciously gets it, but there's also this thing where it's like the guy who did me dirty in green Bay, I get to kind of follow in his footsteps to a team that is talented. That's the reason he's here. Let's face it. Um, And Sala, and that's the reason he's here. But there's also this like subconscious thing where it's like, I get to go do what my predecessor like tried to, you know, pour dirt on my grave and keep me from doing. And maybe I get to write a different story for the same organization that he then did dirty. Right. Who mm-hmm. like, you know, and in retrospect, we see what a just total douchebag far, far was for a variety of reasons. But, uh, but anyway, so like, yeah, I agree. That was the focus of it. And then, yeah, seeing him with Zach and seeing that response and um, you know, Zach still has a long way to go. Um, but to see that, you know, Zach craves that, tutoring craves that big yeah. brother and is looking for that and is trying to soak it up. I mean, he's yep. still spinning out, you know, in a hall of fame game on something that he thinks he thinks there's something there. Like it's a clean pocket and he spins out and then he slides and, you know, hits the ground. Like he's still doing those things or he's saying to Aaron, like he's knowingly saying to Aaron, uh, you know, I had four hitches like there. I mean, the, the degree of technical detail that they're talking about with like, the four hitches and Rogers is saying like, you're so athletic by your second hitch. If you don't see it, you got to get moving. Yep. Like he's saying, you yep. got to get out of that pocket after two hitches. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's saying like, I, there was like four hitches there. Like what should, should it was that? I know that was a little much. And, and Rogers is like, dude, after two, get the fuck get out. In, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. So fascinating stuff. I don't know. Any, any thoughts specifically about the Zach stuff? Yeah, I loved even even in the production, like I can see I can see how they laid out even storyboarding. Hey, we wanna we wanna focus on Aaron. We wanna acknowledge Zach and like I love Sala's quote, hey, like to go from you're gonna be the face of the franchise to hey, you're gonna take a big step back for a couple of years while this window is open. Um and that's a big move for a guy. And then going to Zach and showing him like showing him like showing the skill, like he's like they're showing the no looks. Hey, who can do the no looks the best? And um, Aaron even says, "Like I, man, I've seen Zach do a couple." But then right into, "Hey, like that's fun, and like the no looks are cool, but that doesn't make you a successful quarterback." Like it was a real 
like even just as a jet like as jet fans like it it made me feel like okay if if Zach can get that like it's not just about one out of seven tries for a home run you hit a home run but hey just t- like we talked about this all last year the year before like just take what's there take what's there take mm-hmm. what's there um stop trying to go for every single home run throw um and a guy like Aaron even in that even in the Hall of Fame game going I want a deep shot. I want the shot to Malik here. Like he, like Aaron coaching him in the, when do I take a shot? Like that feels like so, so helpful to me who I've been out on Zach, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. out. Like I've, I've been on record multiple times. It's sunk cost, get him off the team, start again after four years of Rogers, whatever. Um, after one episode of hard knocks, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm willing to pick up the phone and have the conversation again. Is Zach mm-hmm. potentially a guy in the future? Now, it's going to come down to him stop saying things like sometimes I throw a ball and I can't tell at all, which is what he said on camera <laughs> last night. Like, you know, I missed I that. Like, what, what did he mean by that? Cause he I, was I on the I, bench. Was, He's okay. on the bench with, with um, I don't know if it was the receivers. It wasn't with Rogers. Uh-huh. Um, it was after the Malik play, which was really cool. Like it was a really great mm-hmm. throw. He asked someone, did he have to slow down? And I oh, think yes. someone said, yeah, he had to take a step. Um, and Zach was and like, yeah, sometimes extend, right. And they say, yeah, yeah and then he extended and, to catch yes. back up to it. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then Zach says, sometimes, man, I throw a ball and I can't tell it all. And it's like, that's a perfect thing to include for, for fans who are like, <laughs> wait, why did they go away from the young guy? And it's like, because he truly sometimes doesn't know. Yeah. And so seeing him ask questions, seeing Rogers be helpful with him. I was most, I was most intrigued to see Zach approaching and initiating those conversations, not just waiting for Rogers to like come down from on high to teach him something, but him going and like puppy dogging around with, with Aaron, <laughs> who's not annoyed by him and is really right. legitimately trying to help. That was so encouraging to me to see like, okay, I see the seeds here of not just confidence put back together, but actually how do I become an NFL quarterback? Like this is there, there will never be a better opportunity for Zach Wilson. Period. Yes. End of sentence. There is never going to be the better chance for you over the next two, three, four years, potentially to learn how to do this. But you have to lean all the way in. And so I was really encouraged to see a lot of those clips um, felt mm-hmm. really good about Zach. Um, and then the other the, the other big, big takeaway I took is just like, man, I'm so I'm just pinching myself just watching the whole segment around around Garrett Wilson and sauce and just like, man, how lucky did we friggin' get with these two? They love each other. They push each other. They're lined up against each other all the time. They're, t- they're trying to make each other better. And it's like, they're already offensive and defensive rookie of the year. It's so like, how do you yeah. get better? You go up against that guy for the next 10, 15 years of your career. So like, man, right. am I pinching myself? I feel, I feel all the, <laughs> all the joy that we've been waiting yeah. for, for a long time, jet fans seeping back in, in a way that truly builds uh, some, some franchise altering seasons coming up. Yeah. And just to, to hop back to, I think, uh, you know, the making each other better stuff and just hop back to Roger real quick. One of the things I noticed is they kept, there was this sequence where they were showing Rogers throwing the football kind of quick succession and every throw, every throw he's, he's breathing like the level of technical detail that I never really understood about in Rogers. Like I've always seen him and boy, is he great. Wow. Look at that back shoulder throw. Wow. 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 But like he is breathing out the same way every time. Like that's the level of detail that Rogers thinks about. And then you see him talking about, okay, we're going to do a four-step drop back and, you know, and a like a fake handoff and how are we doing this? And like 
he wants to know all the bits and he's saying, and then, you know, make sure you do this and do this. And like, and just, he is, he is so thoughtful about every mm-hmm. motion he makes and, you know, kind of, uh, uh, whatever, uh, contrasting that against Zach Wilson, it kind of to the point about, I, I can't feel it when I throw the ball, like Zach Wilson, while he is athletic, like he has no brain to muscle connection. Yes. Like he does not right. understand how those two things work. It's just this kind of innate animal visceral thing for him. Um, and so like, yeah, so if he's ever going to learn the mechanics of the position that he plays, you know, right. As you say, the next two years of watching Rogers think about his breath and his exhale as he's throwing the ball and, you know, how many hitches he makes and, you know, this hitch, this hitch, then that, then you go there, then you do this. Like, you know, th- he'll never, right. He'll never get a better opportunity. If, if it doesn't happen, it's kind of like when Tim Tebow came to the Jets, it's like if Mark Sanchez was never going to happen, like Tim Tebow being there, it like it just accelerates what's already happening. And so, so the same thing is like same concept of like with Zach Wilson, it's like if he's ever going to learn to play quarterback, it's it, it is going to happen because he has he will have been afforded every opportunity, right? Every yes. opportunity. Yeah. And, yep. and so, and so, so like, yeah, maybe in two years, I, I mean, I, I think like you, I'm still doubtful, but right. Let's see, let's see what happens in a couple the, of years. The last um, time, the last time Zach could get away with uh, this, this lack of brain to muscle connection, um, bring you back to December 20th, uh, 22nd, mm. 2020, uh, the BYU Tigers beat the UCF Knights <laughs> 49 to 23. In the Boca Raton Bowl. So, like, it's a yes. different world, Zach. And so I'm yes. not crushing him. Again, we've done enough yeah. of that over the last couple of years. Yeah. But to see now, like, okay, I think he's he's understanding that he doesn't understand. And that's the most yeah. helpful part is, like, I'm not Correct. arrogant. Like, I was last year to go, I don't care. It's not on me. It's not on me. It's not on me. Now it's like, oh, shoot. If I don't figure this out, I'm out of this league. And so yep. um, seeing him take that step back, be super humble, learn from literally – a legendary quarterback who can still play, by the way. I did love the clips of them going, we're just going to show Aaron casually flicking this ball 50 <laughs> yards into a net. To, in case people <laughs> forgot, Homie yeah. can still play. So still, I, I am I am excited on both both angles of our current yeah. quarterback room. Feels good. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, uh, oh, also oh. see, gone, gone, gone too soon, Chris Trevler. Uh, oh. It was nice to see you one last time in a jet uniform, my friend. Oh baby, sleep uh, sleep well, sweet prince. Yeah, he'll, he'll make a great running back someday. He'll make a great He's running back be great. Um, so the, the, the okay, uh, two things. Uh, just to to piggyback off what you just said, like Albrecht's quote when they're in the defensive meeting room is basically he says, "I don't give a fuck what goes down." Like basically, if we break our shoelaces, something like he says, "We are going to be in every game, right?" And so that was the refrain that we on this podcast and on this network and all Jets fans uh, all over the cosmosphere, like we're saying was uh, like, we just need a, like this defense is so good. And I think it'll mm-hmm. still be solid this year. Uh, like this defense is so good. Like we just need a quarterback to keep us in games. And so, right. So not only did we get a Derek Carr level replacement for Zach Wilson, we got an above Derek Carr level replacement. Yes, a player who's at, you know, in the twilight of their career, but still can sling it and can put a back shoulder throw into the, you know, front corner of the end zone that is just 
unguardable, right? Like we saw that in that practice play where, you know, Garrett Wilson is, is crowing, is crowing over the defense. And then, mm-hmm. you know, saying, I ain't never need, this is his quote. I ain't never seen no shit like that. That was a dot man. And that was, <laughs> that was Garrett Wilson's quote. Um, but yeah, back to the sauce uh, Wilson thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you in terms of the way that they're playing with each other. I think there was a quote like after kind of one of their, plays where uh, sauce got the better of Wilson yes. and then um, Wilson immediately asks, as they're kind of going back to the huddle, he's like, what, what you did? He's, he's like, what did you do? And then uh, sauce is telling him, I went low yeah. on you. Like he kind of like gave him a push at his hip or, you know, maybe below his hip a little bit. Um, and they're talking about it and they're working through it. And I think what brilliant. to me is like, that is the crack that I crave of like these two guys <laughs> who are literally at the pinnacle of their, you know, after their first year, they are always competing. They're always learning and they're always sharing with each other. Like mm-hmm. that is like, as you were talking about, like that is such a special thing that these it's guys season two have. of the bear stuff. Like that's what we're yeah, at. We're yes. watching season two of the bear right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like, but to see that is so like, we are so fortunate as fans and I know like Mm -hmm. hard knock gives us a better look into what we kind of, you know, assume or think we know about these, this team. Um, But like you, when you get to see it like right there, you're just like, I hope people appreciate how cool this is because this is, I've been a Jets fan almost my whole life. Um, I've never seen anything like that. Um, No, like that relationship. Like it's so fun it's so fun it, and it, the, ahead, the maturity the maturity of those guys so there was um i think just before that kind of montage of them lining up in practice uh there was a camera um i don't know if it was in garrett's car um mm-hmm. driving yes. around but he, yeah the driving talking, in the jeep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and he said just something around the effect of like i forgot the exact the fuller context of the quote was actually even better but he asked the question kind of rhetorically of how big is this window like how, mm. how do I get better? How do we get better to take advantage of this window that we have? Mm-hmm. And that's the question, right? That's the big question for the next couple of years. How big is this window? Because, you know, you've got all of these incredible, young, super talented offensive weapons and defensive weapons. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in a four-time MVP. And the question is just how big is this window? Is it one year? Is it two? Like, I would hope we're hoping for two. Anything beyond mm-hmm. that is like, it's going to get a little bit, you know, it's not going to be yeah. as steady. And so do they go back to like that question from, from a second year player going into his second ever training camp of how big is this window? Like it showed a maturity in him that I was really yes. impressed with that. He's not just go happy, go lucky. I want the offensive player of the year. Let's just mm-hmm. go out and do my thing. Like I need to get better. I need to make the guy across from me better because we're both at this prime position on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the longer picture here of, I don't know how long we're going to have this opportunity for, and I don't want to miss it. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, like it was so mature for a guy in his early twenties yes. to just go like, this is a moment and I'm not going to miss it. Um, I don't need to wait yeah. till I'm 40 and on the other side of multiple <laughs> MVPs and Super Bowls. Right. I'm going to say it and see it now and take advantage. Those are the little things that like, even beyond the football field, like it's team chemistry, team leadership. Those are the pieces that I'm looking at going, man, they got the right guys in the room. The right guys are in the room. And if we can just figure this out, 
Like we really do have something special. That that kind of like, you know, confessional or whatever you call that, like, you know, car uh, interview yeah. that they did that you're talking about. Like I've been agonizing over which like legacy uh, like uni, like throwback uni to get. Mm-hmm. And that, watching that sequence in the car, I was like, it's Garrett Wilson. Like it's absolutely yes. Garrett Wilson for me. That made the decision for me. I've been agonizing. Do I get a Quinn and do I get a Rogers? Do I get a Like, what do I get? What do I get? And I was like, okay. It's easy. It's a Garrett Wilson jersey. Love that, it. That, that, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, but so so that to me, I felt the same way. Felt the exact same way. Yeah. Like, there's a wisdom beyond his years. Um. So yeah, it's it's fun. Uh. Okay. Let's talk about some more of the fun stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, awesome to see Sauce graduate. And I think that's another thing to say. I think like both of those guys specifically, mm-hmm. like they're both mature beyond their years. They obviously, you know, come from kind of some grounded upbringings. Um, yeah. You know, and like, you know, Sauce's grandma's there and she's like, uh, you know, this is the thing that I care about. You know, she's kind of making an offhand reference to like him getting drafted or him being rookie of the year or whatever. Like, you know, she's the, the grandma is most proud of the fact that he finished school. Like and it's like, wow, OK, that's the sort of family that, you know, you so you've got two guys, as we were talking about before, like not only are they special in among themselves, like they have this great support system one would think behind them both to get them to that place so like yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 easy to feel kind of confident about about those guys and yeah what that could look like so um they kind of you know take a tonal shift there they they start bringing in uh liev schreiber uh the guy uh, like i always will remember liev schreiber i mean ray donovan of course but like um uh what was the show uh the movie uh scream right he was like cotton i can't remember the guy's name mm-hmm. like cotton in scream mm-hmm. so i always thought about him and i always like it was so hard for me to like place the voice and i knew it was him i always knew it was him because it's like listed and like oh that guy that guy from scream or whatever uh you know all the stuff he's done and yeah uh, but like the voice is so different and that definitely comes up but like he comes in on the chopper there's like a old school police song from like outlandish do more or like ghost in the machine or something i don't know <laughs> yes. what that song was i was, like, I was gonna look it. that up i was actually yeah. hoping you or trev caught that because i was like uh, one of these guys is gonna know what movie this is for oh no that was from episode seven of season four of chips right yeah, like I, yeah, i'm waiting yeah. for trev to know exactly where it came yeah. from it's just from the old police soundtrack uh, police soundtrack the police you know band and it's like uh i'll i'll have to figure it out but yeah i i was like i know that song and it's like kind of like a throwaway track on one of their like older, older before synchronicity. Anyway. Um, awesome. So, uh, so he comes in and it's meta and he's there and he did his, you know, sweet shirt and his uh, Amber waves farm hat. Uh, our buddies out from, uh, out from the Hamptons. Like they, they caught that as mm-hmm. like, dude, that's the Amber waves farm for me. I'm against it. I was yeah. just there. <laughs> so that was very cool. Um, but like, I don't know, what what did you think about, like, we'll kind of get into the, I think after this we can jump into the draft, but um, yeah, what did you think about that? He'd never been to Hard Knocks. He'd only recorded it. I, I know from the first time he did it, uh, the first time the Jets did uh, Hard Knocks, excuse me, uh, Schreiber is, I believe, a Jets fan. I, I can't confirm yes. that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a Jets fan. But just to see him geeking out and in and to do it in this, like, similar voice to, like, it's not the same voice but it's definitely a similar voice. And like, I'm having this like brain pain where I'm like, Oh my God, like the hard knocks voice is there and he's talking and it's Ray Donovan, but it's like not him. And he's, you know, he's like nervously talking to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I was just like, I-, I loved that whole sequence. It was very 
kind of navel gazing or up its own ass or whatever you want to say. But I think it like to their tonal point earlier, I think it, it played well in this episode. What, what did you think? Yeah, I, uh, I'm so torn. It felt a little forced. It felt a mm-hmm. little like, and then Aaron Rodgers to every guy. And did you go talk to him? Did you go, did say you go talk to him? It's the voice of God. It's the voice of God. It's the voice of God. Hey, go talk to him. Go talk to him. I think he was looking at, at um, I don't know if he was looking at Tim Boyle, but he was like, you should go talk to him. He's a chance. You should go talk to him. He's a really nice guy. You should go talk to him. And I'm like, are you guys dating? Like, what's happening here? Like, I'm so confused as to why we're so invested. And um, it was fun. And I love Leaf Shiver. I have a really yeah. good friend I grew up with. They look identical, by the way. Um, and so we've always messed with him. Like, you look exactly like Leaf Shriver. Um, but um, I thought it was, it was, it was clearly Leaf Shriver going like, I'm not doing this for just any team. Um, right. And the humanizing, again, the tone of this was just very light and a little bit like, like, hey, this is how we're going to show up to, to you know, to the Arizona Cardinals, or this is how we'd show up in San Francisco. Like, we're just going to be a little more lighthearted. All of it felt just a, it was a hair forced and a hair beyond where I wanted it to, even the outro, because mm-hmm. usually it's, hey, next time yes. I'm on, on Hard Knocks, um, and it's Leaf Shriver going, hey, I, you know, I used to play a little corner um, when I was in high school or whatever. Um, maybe I could set a record, and it was like, okay, like, this was a fun episode, and I am thankful for, like, you know, resetting the the outward appearance of the Jets. Um, and if Leaf Shriver truly is, like, a diehard Jet fan, then it is super cool for him. Yeah. It just felt a little bit like, Okay, can we can we not just make this all a commercial for for NFL films? Like, I'd like this to be a little <laughs> bit more about my team and show me, like I you know very little about the running backs, very little so far about our linebacking yeah. or our, our secondary. And so, um, obviously, like we'll get we got more episodes to get into that stuff. But um, yeah, to me yeah. it was like okay, this is fun, but it's okay. I've had four scoops of ice cream. I can't have another one. <laughs> Come on, but that fifth one is so good, so good, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think, yeah, they're, they're trying to poke fun at themselves in, in true succession form, right? Uh, just like, uh, just like, um, you know, whatever, uh, Roy, Roy Star Global, like they're, uh, we yes. here for you. Like, yeah, it's, that's HBO telling us, like, we here for you, right? Like, we have time, mm-hmm. we here for you. Does it sound um, like we're so- saying we hear you, we're listening to you? <laughs> Come on, we workshop this. Come on, Greg. We're on the uh, we're on the cultural walk in uh, in in Aspen or whatever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my God. So anyway, the, um, the yeah the whole thing I think uh, is is that yeah they they understand hey you know we're 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 aware of of our situation but like yeah it, it was it was a fun way to do it. I appreciated the fact that they uh, that they kind of. They certainly are making fun of themselves with the slow-mo of the helicopter and right, mm-hmm. the dramatic, you know, they gotta go out and pay the pay the fee to get the police song, right? And just like <laughs> to use it and then and then to have them there. But then also I think like, and this is what I want to get to, like some of the geekery and some of the like the nervous energy that we see with some of these celebrities that are on the team. Um, you know, Leah Schreiber, who's six three, who is a, you know, 
leading man in Hollywood. Um, he's standing on this field and he is feeling out of sorts, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and Method Man is, you know, breaking him down and he's, you know, quoting a Bill Parcells poem and he's nervous, you know, kind of in mm-hmm. that moment. And it's like trying to get out of the middle of that huddle as, as quick as he can. Um, and, and Rodney Harrison is at the uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. Yes. Like, yes. just, that was like the cringiest moment of the whole episode. I worked for NBC. Oh. I worked for NBC. Oh, that was uh, awesome. I played with Ty Law. Um, I was a good player. Like, uh, you, you might see me on Sunday <laughs> night. You watch Sunday He's night just football. saying names. <laughs> oh, my amazing. God. Oh, my God. Like, it was We're just like. see, so I'll be talking about you. I'm like, bro, just. Yeah. Come on. Just stop. Be Nick Van Exel. Don't be, don't be, don't be. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Rodney Harrison. Be Nick Van Exel. Who's just like, I love that. It's a throwaway little line there where yeah. he said, um. Offense is looking good. And then he's like, brutal division, though. Like, he was, like, given a little bit of, like, <laughs> hey, man, it's relative, like, humility, like, rel- like temper yeah. your expectations sauce. Like, yeah, that's, a, that's a great real. division, bro. Like, it was, I love that little throwaway line <laughs> so much. All right. So, I think that's a perfect segue. Do you need me to name off all the people that I saw in the – uh, in yes, the- please. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, let me pull it back up. I had it. Uh, okay, so the here's Gotham who I City saw. crew because I saw some Gotham yeah. City crew guys in the crowd. So, okay, okay, yeah. You so you might have guys we saw in Green Bay. Like I saw, I'm gonna have to go back and find yes. the screenshot. Some of the guys we hung out with in Green Bay were on. They were in a shot. I'm gonna have to go screenshot it. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't get to the Gotham City crew level fame. I was just you know <laughs> sticking with you know anyway. Hey, listeners, yeah, we, listeners. You can add, this is, this is, this is, you can add whatever you want to it. This was just what I caught. So Nick Van Axel, he was the top of my list there. Liam Schreiber, uh, creepy pedophile, Jason Garrett, um, mm-hmm. uh, Rodney Harrison, um, uh, Curtis Martin, Tiki Barber, Method Man, Revis, who I already mentioned, I think. Uh, we saw Darrell Revis more in this episode than we saw him in the yes. entirety of the last time the Jets did our tunes. Yeah. Uh, Joe Thomas, a very slim down Joe Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. Klecko was Marcus. in the background on yep, that he scene was. with Joe Thomas and, um, and Revis, but they didn't like get a quote or a clip from Klecko. Um, DeMarcus Ware, uh, yeah. just burning down the anthem. Like, I mean, he was, he was vamping the pause. shit Can out we of pause the there? Wow. Yeah, pause yes. there because we're all roasting it online. We're all on the, on the X app roasting, <laughs> roasting it. And then you see Aaron, Aaron standing there and he's looking and he's like, I didn't know he could sing. And like, I could see the wheels turning of how do I say that this sucks without saying this sucks. I've never heard him sing before. I didn't know he could sing. Like it was all <laughs> the things that I'd be not yeah. saying if I was in a, right. you know, if, if you're mic'd up, those are the things you have to say. I thought that was, it was very tongue in cheek. He's looking around <laughs> smiling, but I'm not going to say something. I'm not going to be an idiot right now. It was very, it was bad, but it was funny. Yeah. Any, here's what I'm just going to say. Unless your name is like Patty LaBelle or, uh, you know, Diana Ross or some shit, like you do not vamp the national anthem. Like you no. just work, you just You're work not in your Gale, way. Bro. Just sing it. Yeah. You just work in your way through it. Like, you know, unless you're John Legend, just fucking get through the anthem. Like I, I don't need to hear you, uh, you know, riffing and like all that stuff like just 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 stick to the job at hand but uh i mean hey credit to him i could i i, I would never do that in one years because it's too scary so that was my list did that sound mostly comprehensive I'm trying to think i'm trying to think if i if anybody we missed okay. um 
shout out Sauce's grandmother, who was, I think, just grandma. I forgot her name, but it was grandma whatever. Uh, yes. Was, we didn't put her last name. It was just grandma and then her first name, which I thought was fantastic. They were like, what's your name? And she said it. And they're like, so what's your name? And she probably just said it again. And they're like, just put that on the, on the uh, Chiron. Like, just, we're just <laughs> going with grandma. Yeah. Um, right. Which was made her look like a celebrity. All uh, right. So, so I'm going to let list. you, I'm going to let you draft first. And that, that's just, you know, that's a suggested list. Like, just like the NFL, like, you know, that's a, that's a rankings, but like, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can pick, mm. you can pick Zach Wilson yeah. number two if you, if you want. I mean, I, I'm not going to yeah. stop you. I'm not going to stop. No, one, one, one overall is method, man. Um, that yes. the little moment him quoting Bill Parcells, don't cheat the man in the glass right into cream over the positional. Mm. I was standing up in my, in my living room, just grooving, <laughs> just grooving to cream, just cash rules everything around me. My wife is like, can you sit down and relax right now? I was like, I just saw Method Man, and it's the Jets, and there's the linebacker room. There's the secondary room. (laughs) There's the safety room. And I'm like, honey, this is too good of a moment. Method Man just set us up perfectly. Those three Mm. minutes were so blissful with just the keys from Cream playing over those. Oh, Method Man, 1-1 overall. Yep, I love it. All right, I'm going going Nick the Quick, too. And largely because he was just – he was in just just like when he played ball, right? Like – he was in. He was out. He he got his uh, he got his crisp pass off in that tough uh, <laughs> division, like, and then yeah. uh, and then was on his way. But I, I like that, and it's cool to see them both kind of graduating together. Another mm-hmm. guy kind of going back to to get a degree. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love to see Nick the Quick there. That was cool. Kenosha yeah, guy. Me, uh, Nick the Quick is a Kenosha guy, so I'm guessing he's a Packers fan and maybe a Rodgers fan. I mean, that's just conjecture. But I didn't, I didn't know he went to Cincy. Like that was, I was so shocked to see him show up in, in a Hard Knocks episode. Um, yeah. But that was, that's a great pick. It was a great moment he had with uh, with Sauce there. Give me mm-hmm. my third pick. Give me, uh, give me Darrell Revis. Just showing up to the okay. picnic. Doesn't care what he looks like. I'm wearing a shirt that maybe is a size too small. I've been, I've been hanging out. I'm the best corner that the league <laughs> has ever seen. Did not care. What my guy looked like. Yeah. He was just give me Darrell. Anytime I get Darrell on screen, just reminds me of his greatness. Give me Darrell number number three. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're go- I'm now moving to a value pick at this point. Travis is not here, and he's screaming at us if he's listening back to this podcast. Um, I'm taking Curtis Martin at four. Yes, the only reason go. he didn't go two for me was because he made that like um, like. Uh, overly nostalgic. I mean, I, I love his, I love his passion, right? Like, let me be very clear. I love mm-hmm. Chris Martin's passion and, and his, and his, his one to get back out there. And he's like, yeah, I want 500 yards. I could go get 500 yards. And, uh, you know, he's standing there next to Woody Johnson, who's like, oh, you could do that. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but, um, but I'm like, oh, Curtis, like you, you walked away from the game, like you, I think there's always going to be that residual thing for him where he, you know, he want, he wanted more out of his career than he got. I mean, he's a hall of fame yep. player. So like, you know, he, he was still recognized for, for his amazing work over the course of his career. But yeah, it's like, okay, you're now what, how, how old are you now? Like 50? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess if Liam Shriver's out there playing cornerback, then, you know, and Sauce Gardner's playing at 60 years old. I mean, I, I guess Curtis Martin could get 500 yards, but that's mm-hmm. the only reason he went for it instead of two for me. So, so back, yep. back to you, back to you. Yep. 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 I'm get, give me, give me DeMarcus Ware. Uh, it was just such a, <laughs> such a surprising moment that he stood up and everyone's like, he could sing like everybody was kind of shocked. It feels like one of those things that you would know about a guy like DeMarcus Ware, like high profile enough, incredible player in the NFL. You would have thought guys knew 
you know, that this guy, you know, everybody knew Carl Malone and his love right. of, you know, trucks. And like, like you just, I think that <laughs> stuff gets around. And so the fact that all these guys were that shocked um, that, that he could sing and not saying he should sing, but that he could sing. Uh, give me, give me DeMarcus mm-hmm. Ware. That was uh that was a pleasant moment. Uh, nice, nice cameo from him. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take at this point. Um, well, I'm going to see if I can get some value here. I'm going to go for Joe Thomas just because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, he never played for the Jets or anything, but like just what a consummate, you know, professional and player for the Browns for a long time, um, you know, just was an otherworldly player. He was always at the top of his game. Um, and to see him and know what he used to look like and then to see him like mm-hmm. so slim down, like it's kind of like Alan Fanica relate, like, you know, reminds me of like Fanica kind of after his career. Um, yep. So, yeah, it was cool to see Joe Thomas and just a you know little little moment there. Um, oh, my God. I cannot believe who I just left on the board. That was that was a sacrilege. But, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm take take that I'll stick with uh, my pick. Just to just to round off Joe Thomas, old guy moment for me. Like yeah. I remember Joe Thomas getting drafted. He's in his fishing boat at home. Like he didn't go to the draft, <laughs> has an incredible career. Right. And now he's in the hall of fame. And I'm like, yeah. how old am I? How like old it's am I? In his yes. whole career. I've seen every moment of it. Like that was a real yeah. old guy moment for me. Um, yep. You, you messed this up. Give me Joe Klecko. Give me, oh. give me our hero. Give me our guy um, hanging in the background, just being big Joe Klecko, that guy, yes. legend for life, jet legend for life. Uh, give me Joe. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's the value pick of the draft right there. That's absolutely the value pick of the draft. I cannot believe that. Um, all right. I'm going to go cause you'll never pick him. So I'm going to pick him up nope. here. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Ian Schreiber. I'm taking yep. Ian Schreiber and his uh, Amber waves farm hat um, and his uh, shout out shirt. Him yeah, yep. shout out Amagansett, uh, living in the streets of Amagansett. Um, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll take Liav because I like the moment having watched as many episodes of Hard Knocks over the years and the voice and the, the, the disharmony I, my brain was experiencing between the narrator Facenda voice and the Liev Shriver similar voice, gravelly voice, but definitely different and more. Uh, Long Islandy, Long Islandy uh, kind of voice. Long Island. I, 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 yep. take, I take Shriver there. All right, I'm gonna because he's not gonna actually <laughs> affect our team in any way. Uh, even though he was on camera, give me Rodney Harrison. Uh, who just oh, made it, it was it was the patriot hater in me loved watching yes. him be so weird on camera. No. Having to drop, I work for NBC was just like I want to. I want oh. the I want the pop out image. Rodney Harrison, mm-hmm. hall like you know in his Patriot jersey, and then, quote, I work for NBC, was just fantastic for me. Um, I'm taking him because I think I'm leaving one guy on the board for you that I was terrified mm. to see come across my television. Yes, yeah, yeah, I will take that guy. But I will say, like, the other thing that just, like, it, it was just levels of cringe, like exponential levels of cringe in that Rodney Harrison interchange. Um, he mentions the fact, like, Okay, like either they know you because you played on like the freaking Super Bowl winning Patriots, um, and you just say I'm Rodney or whatever, right? Like, and you say that, or like you know, I, I look forward to getting a chance to interview you this year, or whatever. Like, leave it at that. Like, you know, sexy indifference guy. Like, don't be a fanboy of of sauce because you know you're being you know watched on Hard Knocks. But like the other thing that he mentions is like as a point of reference is like I played with Ty Law. Which, yeah. if you're on, I guess Rodney <laughs> isn't on X. I guess he's not on X because 
Ty Law has been in a massive feud with Darrell Revis and yes. Sauce Gardner himself. And so it's like, you're not really doing anything to ingratiate yourself in that moment to Sauce by saying you played with Ty Law. Like, that's not helping your cause, bro. And uh, and uh, I remember when Ty Law played for the Jets and he was fucking awful. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, uh, on from there. So I'm going to take the man that you you will not take. And it's that creepy guy handing out candy in the van, yeah. Jason Garrett, uh, with his can of Red Bull or whatever he was holding. Uh, I, I, love, was. I love the fact that the players are like Jason Gerhardt. They're like, didn't he coach yeah. for the Giants? No, he's he, like, they like, uh, he coached for the Cowboys. No, he coached for the Giants. Like, oh no. And then they're like, like, they're so, like, they're so into what they're doing. And like, you know, we know, you know, this coach and that coach and whatever. And they're just like, they're talking and they're like, they're worried about like the security ops, like the ops, <laughs> you know, the ops of him being there and like, uh oh, he's stealing our plays or whatever. Like, they don't even know that he's been out of the league for like, you know, whatever two years now and yeah. he's, you know, on the sideline and he's like clapping his, his way through his analysis on NBC. Like yes. I know he was just there as a, you know, observer with, you know, football morning in America or whatever, but like uh, it was just creepy to see him grinning, idiot grinning his way across the field at, at practice. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that was yes. great. Was there terrified. anybody else? Yeah. He, he uh, might be the last guy picked here. I mean, unless, well, there is one other player a New York running back um, that that mm-hmm. saw some screen time with a big smile. He did. I'll leave. I'll Go leave him it. to you. you know, okay. So Tiki, Tiki's still on yep. the board. Um, he is. And then, well, of course, and and so the so you got Tiki, you got the Gotham City crew, and you got Sauce's grandma. So so who you taking? Uh, give me give me Grandma Sauce. Uh, grandma Sauce uh, <laughs> was electric. She the two the. 13 seconds she was on camera. She got her name as Grandma, whatever uh, her first name is. And I just think, man, that is some OG stuff right there. Just call me Grandma. Just call me Grandma. I loved it so uh, much. If Travis was on this podcast, we could ask him about the mother sauces. Like, yes. so like, yeah, because isn't that a like bechamel? a bechamel? Yeah, like, a, right. A, 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 yeah, a bechamel or a, I don't even know, a holidays or whatever. Holidays. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to have a whole conversation about mother sauces like so yeah like what 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 mother sauce would garrett's grandma and mobby will have to talk about that that's our um, i believe that might become our weekly sauce segment is what kind of sauce was sauce gardner this week what mother sauce was he was he a yeah, bechamel oh, i like that that yeah we might have to work that in yeah that's yeah, wonderful that was cre- he was creamy he was a creamy bechamel shout he out was a pecan- uh, he was a pecant uh oh shoot i don't even know verblanc he was a pecan verblanc sauce i don't know <laughs> Shout out uh, Vino Contento, our senior executive uh, yes, equipment producer. manager, who Aaron mm-hmm. just said uh, did not get enough screen time the first time. Um, and yes. Vito just standing there, his sunglasses on, looking like he's waiting for Steely Dan to come out. Uh, <laughs> Love me some Vito Contento. That was that was a great moment off the top of the show as well. All right. Uh, before we go, I think we do have to mention. So my last pick will be it's a it's a more conceptual pick than a human pick. Um, I'm picking M- <laughs> MJ, MJ the Musical. I'm picking MJ yes. the musical, the, the defensive line and Tanzel Smart, uh, the conversation about going to MJ the musical and getting sweet, getting a sweet. I don't know how you get a sweet at, D, at MJ the musical, but they were, they were trying to do that. They I were. think he means like a box. What else was he, he trying to get? Like, like one of those Walt, Walt, Statler and Waldorf, like from the Muppets boxes. I think that's what he yes. means. Um, but uh, but they're talking about that. And then, yeah, what else was, what else was Tanzel Smart trying to get? Shut, you you tell chart. me. A chart, 
A charcuterie board? Was that a, no, no a charcuterie board? A charcuterie board. A charcuterie board. <laughs> charcuterie board. Someone put oh, it over baby. Margot Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street, and I just I about died laughing. <laughs> Uh, it was it was very very fun for me. Just all the ways that the X app came to life after Charcuterie Board came into our lives. There's Charcuterie uh, Boards are, are too tangy, They're too tangy for me, too tangy oh, for me, Josh. Too tangy. <laughs> all right, I think I think oh, we can, I think we can I think end it there. Yeah, we can end it there, Josh. Thank you for taking time uh, on behalf of Josh and myself and Travis, who is off. Uh, you know, making sure his kitchen is ship shape and they are, um, you know, pumping out some sweet hollandaise, some, um, some mother sauces, some mother, some the mother of all sauces. Yeah. Uh, Travis Milton, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we will try and be back again next week. And yeah. obviously we're going to ramp this up as the season goes. Um, so look for more charcuterie boards. And, uh, yeah, I think the big thing I want to talk about, like, which we didn't get to talk about, but is like, I'm excited to see some of the storylines develop. So we will, uh, yeah, we don't really even get to that, but we'll get to that next week. So as more of those storylines develop um, and hopefully less Leah Schreiber for, for Josh's sake. All right. Well, Hey, Josh, thanks for the time. Have a great afternoon. Everybody enjoy yourself. Enjoy the training camp because when you're old and gray, you'll wonder where it all went. So enjoy mm-hmm. uh, hard knocks and we'll see you next week.